0: <laughs> no dude, there there've been cases and I can't I can't think of a specific one off the top of my bat, but I know it's the top of my bat. I can't think of a specific one off the top of my head. Yeah. There you go. The hell is off the top of my bat mean? I don't know, you tell <laughs> me i think i've turned into oh. Matt. i think i've turned into matthew Barry, where i'm just like mixing idioms at will Yo, we need like save that we could probably use that off the top oh. of my bat off the top of my bat especially <laughs> when we're playing baseball but when we when we're like talking about the major league baseball yeah dude that'll be our that'll be the name of our baseball <laughs> top of segment my bat. off the top of my bat <laughs> i like it i like it this <laughs> <laughs> is how we do it man
1: And gentlemen, boys and girls, all around the world, this is Dan and D present you another ripping edition of the Dan vs. D Sports and Stuff Podcast with the initials DVD, as in DVD Player, I'm your player, D with two E's, and always by my side is Dan with an A N. Yeah, all right. Yeah, that's right. Man, it has been since. February? Since we did a episode? February's oh. when the last one came out. Oh, man. And, you know, just doing quick hits, you know, the Pagers won the Super Bowl. Woo! Late celebration. So Wow, yeah, yeah. no, it's been that long <laughs> that we haven't even talked about that. <laughs>
0: oh, wow. All we'll right. talk
1: about that, like, another time, I guess, yeah. when it's, like, going towards training camp. we we'll do, do previews. A- but right now, we got, like, some other important stuff that's recently happened to talk about, but... We're just doing a briefing right now because man, we we just got to catch
0: up. All right, yeah. News and brief. So, um very quickly, if we can recap the entirety of the NBA playoffs, um Celtics worse than we think. Bucks worse than we thought.
1: Actually, uh, actually they're better because they actually got to the Eastern Conference finals, which is something they didn't they
0: haven't done since like Michael Red days. They were the overwhelming favorite though.
1: I was willing to like, like they, I was like maybe from the general public, but from my personal standpoint, it was it was gonna be, uh, Milwaukee and Toronto, like being no. neck and
0: neck. So fair enough. I don't know. Anyways, I, um, I, my wild card was the Sixers though. But I think we can all agree, Rockets much worse than we thought. Oh man, and not to mention uh, the dysfunction in the locker room. Right. Mm-hmm. So. That that even that bears a recap. So the Rockets got a shot at the Warriors without Kevin Durant because he uh, game game was it game two he strained his arm. That's, no no it was game five.
1: Game five that's right. Oh yeah and they, right because they, they, they didn't because it was it was tied at two and then they they had a chance in the second half to like win it and they or to take control and they just didn't do it because he went down the third quarter and they had like a whole quarter. To like basically run with it, and they just didn't and they do just it. Failed. It's called Steph Curry. Yep. Even then, I think Curry was kind of struggling a little bit in that game. Yes. Uh huh. But yeah, like the West. I mean the uh, the Nuggets better than what we thought. Better than we thought. And I would should, say and should have been in the Eastern Com- No, the Western Conference <laughs> Finals. yeah should have.
0: Yeah, oh, right, right, they because they, narrowly, blew, they blew, they blew a,
1: a 18 point lead to the uh, Trailblazers in Game Seven, which was an exciting game, by the way. Yeah. especially seeing um, um, uh, what's his name? Oh, McCollum, CJ McCollum. I'm trying, Jennifer. <laughs> yeah, <that laughs> he, was... and he did try, and he succeeded. Right. So they won They won, did a, they won meet, a playoff so, series. So they exceeded expectations, and then just got swept by the Warriors without yeah. KD.
0: Yep. Uh, so that happened. We're just kind of haphazardly going through it here. And trying Lakers. to follow the main, the main storylines. So... And the
1: Lakers and we'll, the New York Knicks are just, like, still dysfunctional.
0: Well, we'll, we'll get there. Because we, we... Dude, like, magic happened. The whole magic thing. Oh, yeah, magic happened. Them, lot, uh, New York losing out on Zion. Yeah, so we'll get there. We'll get there. I promise we'll get there. Let's... And look.
1: let's, and let's not forget the ultimate troll by, uh, by Demps.
0: Yes. So... <laughs> But okay, so
1: this is going to be an NBA heavy uh, podcast. We can already tell you that.
0: Yeah, I don't think I don't think anything <laughs> other than the NBA is going to be featured in this podcast. I mean, so. well
1: then, well and also since since the last ep- uh, episode uh the Major League Baseball season started. So,
0: I know. I I've been I've been like massively off my game with not watching baseball, but same here. Anyways, that's cool. Actually, that's um, not new for me. <laughs> Uh, you might actually have more current knowledge than me with your playing of the video game, at least. But. I haven't
1: played that in a while, either, because oh. I'm, I got a new job, guys. Woo! Yay! So, yeah. So, yeah. so like, full-time um, work. So, it's trying to balance my time and stuff. But there's no excuse for me not to get time in, especially doing Road to the Show. I can play a couple games, because you just do a couple at-bats and a couple fielding exercises, and, and then, boom, that's one game right there. And like, a, a match would take literally, like, three minutes to run through for your storyline, so... True. I should do Fun. that. Okay. I uh, love the digressions, so let's go.
0: <laughs> the And then the NBA Finals happened, and I would say that we probably thought... I think... Well, okay, so we... <laughs> you thought they were going to get swept. I told you at least
1: two games, and then you were like, okay, well, like... Okay. I haven't bought you dinner yet. You I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, like, so... I bet, I bet Dan... We shook on it. So, it's a binding agreement that if the the Raptors won one game, just one in the NBA Finals, he would he uh he would buy me dinner. And if if they got swept, then I I'd do vice versa. Not only did they win one game, that they also won the whole thing. So, does that mean you owe me four dinners? No, I, no, I just one.
0: <laughs> no, um <laughs> That was a Paul, and I, I, I'm a little sad that that was not captured on the podcast. Um, but that <laughs> was a now. that was a Paul Pierce level like gaffe from me that I, I said, and I, it's because I was so frustrated with how the Rockets had really blown their chance to take down the Warriors <laughs> that I, genuinely said I said to D. It, the Raptors are not going to win a game in this series. And I said that with a straight face, and I believed it.
1: And I didn't believe that one minute, because I I um, had a lot of confidence in Kawhi Leonard.
0: <laughs> Which you were right to have.
1: I mean, come on. Um, how can you go wrong with those perfectly formed cornrows?
0: <laughs> so, that's more or less our news and brief. And I guess we'll start there with the with the uh, finals and I mean, how how do you feel about it? Was it, was it fun? It was fun because
1: like, I literally want to like watch like every, every match. Um, I kind of like going on like first take here. Um, but did the, did the Raptors win it or did the Warriors lose it due to like the injuries? Like, I mean, I don't want to take nothing away from Toronto and stuff. Like, we know it would be a different story if they had KD and then if uh, Clay Thompson, who was scoring 30 points in Game 6, didn't go out tearing his ACL. Um, but, you know, Toronto really did, you know, play pretty good in the, uh, in the finals, especially Kawhi Leonard. Offense and defense – like, yeah. Especially that game five, when he started out the second half, he sh- he shot and scored a three-pointer, got a steal, and then hit another three-pointer within like, the first minute. I kind of knew that they were going to have that game five.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> I and think that kind
1: of turned the tides a little bit in the finals.
0: Yeah. And I mean, like... What he did throughout the whole playoffs, like I think, I no, think it there's was game almost
1: four, not game five, because KD came back in five and re-injured himself. Right, right, and right. right. Took that game, that's we'll, right.
0: We'll get there too, because that was the whole thing. Ugh. Um, but so I think in recent years, I think uh, like LeBron is almost has almost, I don't know quite how to phrase this, but has sort of almost raised our expectations of everyone else, like. It is not normal for, like, one player to average, you know, 30 freaking points a game throughout the whole playoffs and, you know, rebounds and assists and putting the team on his back and playing lockdown defense the whole time and just doing everything. That's Kawhi Leonard. And, that's what he does. That's and that's what he, what he did. Done. And pick your stats. I mean, there's a lot of – there's been a lot of good writing out there about, like – how historically anomalous it is what he accomplished. He was on lists, like, with Jordan and stuff, like, right. just on
1: points alone. Right. Like, so, of him, LeBron James. Yeah,
0: points in a single postseason and all. So, like, this, is, this was, like, a historic run from possible future Hall of Fame player. Like, this was, you know, a guy at the peak of his powers. We didn't even know if he was going to be the same after the quad injury last year. So, mm-hmm. you know, and I mean, really – about as big of an image rehabilitation as a guy can have in one year
1: Whoa. um you know what this represents so this whole year does for uh, Kawhi Leonard this let me know of a this represents a person being hungry yeah like come like proving yeah. to people that like, hey like i'm I'm not full full of it for sitting out. More than you, than any of you guys like thought I should have, and for guys who thought, or for the media who thought I was betraying my team, like, look, I didn't feel well, and I wanted to make sure I was back. I get traded, and uh, <clears throat> people uh, on Twitter, like the Spurs Twitter, were saying thank you, Danny, Danny Green, for his services, but then they just totally just skip Kawhi as if you know he was you know blacklisted and then he just the whole season i think he just felt like he had something to prove and just all season long and in the playoffs it's like he just was on a mission like he was just ready to prove the naysayers wrong right he did it with gusto
0: yeah and i mean they were smart too throughout the season that i think he only played 60 something games this year so they Intentionally rested him a lot Mm. with the idea being not only, hey, we don't want our medical treatment of him to be the reason he leaves, but also with the sort of added – bonus of hey this is going to get him fresh for the playoffs yeah it
1: is he was their secret weapon cuz that you know, was the one that was the one weapon they didn't have last year right. that was going to make things different
0: in in the spirit of that like trading for Kawhi in the first place from Masai Ujiri the GM was very much a finals championship or bust kind of move mm-hmm. and and everything they did throughout the season was sort of with an eye towards doing that
1: yeah, you they, know, getting
0: they, there wasn't enough anymore.
1: Well, especially when LeBron James is taken out of the picture when he migrated to the West, right, so, they, yeah. so it was less of, so they lost their excuse to not go far.
0: So let's talk about Game Five because that. Honestly, for me, man, is one of the most, I think, surreal sports things I've ever seen. Like mm-hmm. Super Bowl 42 was pretty surreal. Some of that was just like my own fandom bias at how momentous Same. it felt. But after all this speculation about KD over about a month of games he missed, he missed like throughout,
1: 30, 30 days.
0: Yeah. Um so the you know, there's all this speculation in the media that, you know, maybe he doesn't want to play Hurt because he's going into free agency and this and that. And, you know, and then he's on Instagram saying stuff and nothing too scandalous. But, you know, as we all know, quite KD. Devicey, uh, quite divisive, Mikey. As we all know, KD has a long and sordid history with uh with social media. um, mm-hmm. And... So it's been a story over a month, and you know, every bit of analysis, every podcast, every TV segment where people are talking about the NBA Finals, it's like, well, the Warriors' chances change dramatically if KD comes back. And we get the word right before game five, basically, or we get the word early in the day that he's going to be a game time decision. And then basically, we have right before the game, it comes out, okay, right, he's going to play. Um. Yeah. About two days, but
1: before the game, there's like I think I saw something about Steve Kerr saying that he was ready to like declare him like unable to play or something. But he comes out and he plays, and
0: that's the thing. He played. He, he played great. He did not look like a guy. I mean, you know. Okay. Yeah. The vertical wasn't quite there, but he did not look like a guy who was hobbled by injury and couldn't play. All like, he had it to was, do was shoot. Yeah, and he drained all his three-pointers, and it was was looking like the man. Uh-huh. And then, you've seen it a hundred times, he was... When it plants. Was, He was trying to post up somebody, and just planted a little bit wrong, and that thing just went. And, uh... And it was just the strangest... So, I was actually over... You was at... Yeah, you was at my, um... Uh, me and my girlfriend's apartment. Yeah. yeah. So, we were watching it together, and it was like... I didn't immediately think, oh he tore his Achilles or oh, oh it's a serious injury. We thought I thought given it's a calf strain, I was like, oh okay, he tweaked it, re-injury. Probably he's not going to play the rest of the series, whatever. Um but yeah, in reality it was way worse and uh. he's going to miss all of next season. Um and the other thing is when you look up and it, again you've probably seen it 100 times now but the list of basketball players who have had that injury is it's not a 100% guarantee that he's even going to be the same player when he comes back so
1: i'm hoping it saps some of his athleticism but doesn't take away his like scoring ability
0: right and i mean dude's going to dude's going to shoot a jumper until he turns 50 like that's not going away but, but getting up and down that court, but his ability to play great lockdown defense and jump and move around as quickly as he does for like that's what that's what throughout his career has made him something of like a friggin' like creator player because mm-hmm. he's that tall and that long, but he's still. But he's still kind of like lanky enough that he can move around and is just like a whir of arms and legs. And, you know, and I, <laughs> I, I worry, I, I do worry that he won't be the same, that we've, we've seen the best of Kevin Durant already. And that, that's a very sad thought to think, regardless of what you think of him as a, as a person, you know, and he's, yes, had a reputation throughout his career of being, you know, petty and thin skinned and, but like, we're you talking know, about the person, man. You like, can't talk about somebody's livelihood. You can't, and I, and we'll never know. We'll never know what was going through his head. I I'm honestly in the camp of choosing to believe that it shows what kind of heart he has. Like, regardless of whether he is petty and thin skinned or not, and I think it's pretty clear that he is. Uh, he was out there playing because he f- wants to play. He's a goddamn basketball player, and that's what they do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether the Warriors,
1: you he know, the
0: championship. whether the Warriors screwed up in either their evaluation of the injury or in the decision to greenlight him playing, you know, Bob Myers crying on the podium, but kind of, you know, he said in words, blame me, but then kind of listed a bunch of reasons why you shouldn't blame him. So, mm. you know, we we'll and we're never gonna know. I don't think anyone's gonna gonna say uh, we'll we'll find out when the thirty for thirty about this game comes out in like ten oh, years. Boy. Um, and try like that felt like a thirty for thirty kind of moment, didn't it? Just the whole night. Yes, it did. Um, like
1: I mean, he scored eleven points and it turned, and they won by one. So him yeah. just just that short amount of time being there, they won the game. But you could tell, like. Uh, no, actually, like I have to go to like we have to go into Game Six. You know, you, at the end it still went back to hey, you have Steph Curry and you still have Clay Thompson. Remember what I said? All they needed was Kevin Durant to go. I think I was telling my girlfriend that all they need is just he needs. They just need ten points from him, and they can win this game.
0: Yep. and they did. And they got it. They got it in like twelve minutes. So, uh huh. But yeah, and I mean also too, just the weirdness of. Kawhi went on that run at the end of the game and it seemed like all right the Raptors are winning the championship tonight in front of their home crowd and KD is gone and the Warriors are dead in the water and then and then Steph and, and Clay. Clay one more time kind of shot their way out of trouble. People still for um, so
1: I think some people just like let KD overshadow the fact that these group of guys have won a championship before.
0: Yeah. You know? No. And they showed it, and it's weird because I think in a weird way, their kind of run without KD kind of brought some of the goodwill back that had been lost by them signing Kevin Durant and supposedly having, you know, a basketball cheat code, uh-huh. basically. Um, like that. So what about at the end, you know, there was all, you know, all these people – you know, a lot of media segments about, you know, the potential, like, end of the Warriors or whatever. But, you know, it was like, you know, everyone just kind of fawning over, like, what a great team they were and what a great run they had. And it's like, everyone last year, including us on a podcast this time last year, were just like, F- this. This is so boring. I hate it. I'm done. <laughs> and here we are being like, oh, man, it was so fun to watch the Warriors. And it's like, come on, dude.
1: I mean, it, it, to be fair, though, it's it's... It is fun to see the Warriors play basketball because of just how good of a team they are. Not just, like, playing, like, you know, power basketball, like, or no, hero ball. There you go. Like, hey, we got these best players, and we're just going to, like, just pound them in your face. They actually operate well with, like, the ball movement and everything. So they do know how to play the fundamentals. They just have, like, you know, um, you know, more improved, they actually have more, like better skill sets because of like, you know, the quality of talent. But we were going about game five. What'd you think about the, uh, the whole cheering of uh, Toronto when Kevin went down?
0: So I've heard a bunch of different things um, from like various media members that were in the arena. Some people think they were cheering the fast break and not the injury some people think they were cheering the injury we'll never know for sure because it's you know hundreds of different people yes. there was definitely a guy in the front row who was waving by at KD, oh, I saw that. which was you know pretty gross mm-hmm. um maybe he just thought it was just like
1: you know a, a retweak of, yeah. uh, of the of the uh of, of the
0: quad yeah yeah i mean it's not i don't know I, it's not like everybody in the moment knew he tore his Achilles, but still, yeah. it's just like I don't know. You know, whatever. I mean, uh, I I don't get I don't really clutch pearls about that kind of stuff anymore because it's just like every fan base has crappy people in it, and that's just uh, we, a subject we've long covered on this show. Is that there's just that was episode one. There's bad there's <laughs> bad apples in every fan base, and uh huh. Eh, like, I just – I have a hard time getting super worked up about it. I mean, yeah. KD, it sucks and it's awful that it happened. But at the same time, Kevin Durant's an adult. He knew what he signed up for. He was a basketball player. He chose to play. He it just had to have some cognizance that something like this could happen. Just bad luck. Um, and it was just rotten, awful, terrible luck. Um You will, KD. And then that's the thing. So the Warriors, after all the absurd good luck they had to kind of put this run together in the first place, they it I mean, we keep talking like the run is over. Um, but like in a way it kind of was bookended by just some incredible bad luck on the end, because they lost Kevin Durant and then they lost Play Thompson, Klay Thompson. game
1: the game six, the falling game, after like when he was, was at thirty points yep. at at that third quarter. Cause I remember I was watching the game and like he got hurt or something. Like I remember like uh, I was just like saying to myself like, oh man, like so I was like not getting the foul calls and stuff, and then they get the foul calls the other end and this and that. And then like then like a minute later, it just took like me. It it just registered to me. I'm like, hey. When they show that replay again, like yeah. like the showed it like the third or fourth time,
0: I'm like, ooh, that's ACL. It was such a cool moment, though, that he came out and shot the free throws. Because um, mm-hmm. he wanted to go back in originally.
1: Because he, I remember hearing that he was pleading to like the trainers to let him back in the game. Yeah. And then the next you know he he's on crutches walking out of the exit, and next day, yeah. I, I knew at that point I was thinking this gotta be ACL or something. Yeah. You you ain't walking out of crutches and not being to get back in the game, the most important game of your life, without there being like a really serious concern. Of like long term damage.
0: Yeah. And that's wild, man. And I guess more so with the KD injury because of what I said the night just being so surreal in general. But it's been a long time since I was like that shaken by a sports thing.
1: But you know, KD
0: injury? Yeah. Man, I tell you, though... It just was such a strange... And I I think the strangeness is captured in how strangely people reacted to it. mm -hmm. You know, that all of those columnists that there was the guy, I think, for The Athletic who wrote a column about how, you know, KD should toughen up and play, basically, and then spent the next day on Twitter, like, flagellating himself over having written that article like two days before, you know? Mm -hmm. So, like...
1: And it makes you question about... Was Kawhi Leonard right from the the stance that he took last year? Right. So make, that makes you uh, keep that in mind. But you want to talk about reactions. I kind of knew it was over when the injury occurred to Clay Thompson, Steph Curry. He kind of slammed the ball down, and then he sat down on the court with his arms folded around his legs, it's like he was. It's like he was mentally crushed because that hey, was. If, 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 yeah, at one point, with Kevin, it was one thing because they had gotten along. They had gone on without him during the playoffs, but he literally saw his brother going down, the other half to his Splash Brothers go down, and he was honestly. I think that was the first time curry felt like he was alone and you can kind of tell some of those shots that he shot and missed i know they were smothering him and stuff but even then half the like half those shots he missed he would have made so you could tell something wasn't
0: right but also too once clay went out no they Raptors. all focused on him Okay. Uh, the Raptors got to play, like, straight box and one, where they just have one defender who just shadows him no matter what. So
1: pretty much so they treat him like
0: LeBron James. Yeah. And just, like, everybody else is just like. And they just, they had no other. So that's the other thing, is that, remember all the people over the summer who were like, this shit, when the Warriors signed uh, Cousins? Boogie. Like, oh, they have five All-Stars. And, like, people forgot that. Cousins he tore is Achilles, Achilles, too, and, and he's not, likely wasn't going to be the same
1: player. He was, not, he was never the same person, uh, player when he did get to play. Like, he showed flashes, but right. the old boogie?
0: Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But the point being, and it's been well-documented since then, is that the Warriors chose to sign him instead of, like, additional shooting depth. They used that, basically, slot on the roster, too, to sign, like, A question mark instead of, yo, let's get a decent shoot. Because, I mean, how can you predict injuries? But it resulted in a team that really couldn't withstand a major injury and and was extremely top-heavy.
1: And then it happened.
0: And then suddenly now you're playing like friggin' Jonas Jurebko (laughs) in in very key (laughs) moments in an elimination game. So (laughs) there you go. Although, isn't it funny, though, that people were making fun of Kavon Looney, who – another guy whose stock rose about as far as it can rise in a single postseason. And then he got hurt. Because he went, well, no, he went from, he went from like, you know, I honestly think people thought he was about the same level of player as like JaVale McGee. Oh, no. (laughs) And then like people who hadn't watched the Warriors all year, like me, I had no idea who the guy was. I was just like, oh, it's a tall guy with a goofy name. Okay, he must be bad. Um, Uh But then he played really well during the playoffs and was, like, very instrumental in them beating the Rockets. And then he had the chest injury, and then and, that that turned him he, into a pumpkin. And he played through it. The dude had, like, loose cartilage floating around and, in his chest. Ooh, and and he, he played through it. And having That's trouble sick, breathing. Dude. Like, having trouble yeah. breathing. You
1: could tell from the labor he was in, like, labor pains and stuff. But he still was performing
0: pretty good. All that to say, I think it resulted weirdly in this situation where I think people feel bad for the Warriors because it really is just a result of. I mean, not just the Raptors won the championship; they but, won it. So, is but it, they were they were victimized by some really bad luck along so,
1: the way. But. So, would you say it was a face turn? They were the heels, and then they become they they became the faces because of sympathy, which is something that in the wrestling is a tactic that they do. You have a heel. And then say like the face wins, and then you know because that's what the fans want. They want the heel to get his comeuppance. And then it turns out uh, the heel gets jumped from behind, either from that face or or some other figures. The gout the garner sympathy for that person who was regarded as the bad guy. And I think this scenario kind of represents what the Warriors went through because I was like. I don't care who wins because I want to see them overcome these injuries. I was, I was deep down by the time it got to like game three or game four. I was like, I want to see like after it was after the KD injury, the re-injury. I want to see the Warriors pull this off. Right. Can you imagine? Like that would kind of be like what Patriot-esque. They just pull it off.
0: Like when the Patriots won without Gronk that
1: one year. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But like it, but it didn't happen. I like, I want Toronto to win, but I also want the Warriors to win. And so either way, I was like, huh, this is gonna be a, a good rest of the series. Yeah. But and I would have loved to see a game seven if Clay was healthy. But we all know if it went to a game seven, they weren't gonna win that game with
0: with Clay out. Yeah, not on the road. Uh-uh. Um, but I will say, and I mean. <laughs> The Raptors won every game at Oracle Arena in the series. So That is hard to do. If you lose every game at home in a postseason series, you're not gonna win. Just period point blank, you're not winning. So mm. say suffice to say that the Raptors won it. They deserve it. And it's also fun to see a like historically downtrodden franchise kind of rise up and, you know, and make something of them sort of like that first Patriots championship. Way way back before their heel turn man i you tell know, you
1: fun fact about me <laughs> like after uh after the bulls had disbanded and stuff with michael jordan and stuff i kind of i was like a I, I wouldn't no kind of like i actually had left my team like a fan of my bulls for like a while and uh the team i chose to root for for those years was Toronto? Oh, really? Yeah, oh, be- Vince because because of Vinceanity.
0: Oh, everybody loves Vince Carter. <laughs> I love man.
1: Vince Carter because he came from Carolina first off. Not to mention he he had me when he went between the legs and put the arm through the hoop, or when he that jumped over that cool. seven footer in that like uh, that Olympic game. Um, but then uh, I ended up going back to uh, to the Bulls because that that's when they were the baby Bulls when they had like Kurt Heinrich and Ben Gordon and Chris Duhon. Luol dang <laughs> yes.
0: Duol- do all Langs, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I, I always Kyle have Kyle
1: uh, Yeah, I always <laughs> have. Yeah, I always have room for for Toronto though. Like, uh, um, cause they, cause remember they had Marcus Camby they drafted Marcus oh, Camby, wow. Damon Marcus Stoudemire. Camby. Then like they Whoa. had Vince Carter, and then guess who was who was coming off the bench for Toronto? Tracy McGrady. What? Yes. McGrady was so on he the was, Raptors. So he was there James Harden? I don't know if he was a James Harden cuz I didn't pay that close attention but I do remember in like old sports games he was he was like not a starter but he was on the bench with uh for Toronto.
0: Actually Tracy McGrady was was a Houston Great, wasn't he? Oh yeah. Like he went to the he went to like the magic. I, I remember. Think. Oh, so that's so right. He yeah, could Get yeah, more yeah.
1: playing time, and then he went to. And then he went to. to they exploded more on the scene with the Rockets
0: and played played with Yao, Yao Ming. Ming uh huh. Yeah.
1: And now devote a block to the the real story, the champions. Like we've done, talked about the Warriors a lot. Look, we did so it now. Too. Let's talk about the the team that actually won the thing, like the Raptors, and like like what was it, like uh twenty five years of franchise futility or something championship twenty four years or yeah. something like that yeah. And they finally got over the hump. All the turmoil early. Playoff exits in the hands of LeBron James and just crappy look time and time and time again. Kyle Lowry being the butt of people's jokes because they say he can't get it done. And then all of a sudden, they get it done.
0: Compared to last year when they played LeBron, what was in the second round, and... They lost that first game really close, and it just, like, broke that team psychologically. (laughs) The rest of the series were not the same, and LeBron just single-handedly just, like – you know, I don't know, ruined their childhoods. He just (laughs) – he went into the past and, like, snatched all of their favorite memories away. Or he
1: just kicked their dog. Yeah. Man.
0: It was just an absolute – it was a a dressing down the likes of which have not been seen. Man. Um, But, like – And compared to this year where they – everyone in – especially the first two rounds – they got punched in the mouth, punched in the mouth, and everyone was like, all right, here it comes. And then it would happen. And then they responded every time, in particular, yeah, the now. the Philadelphia series. That, I
1: think that was probably the hardest series outside that of the was, Warriors. I think yeah. that, because that pushed them literally to gain, honestly, a couple ball bounces, and they don't
0: win that series. Well, let's, uh, let's even take a moment and remember how incredible I said in crazy because literally my brain was like, I need two words to describe how ridiculous this was. Incredible and crazy. Are you talking about the triple doink? Yes. Oh, my. But so (laughs) – And, you know, I have a long history of falling asleep before the end of classic playoff games and – Being in the other room, peeing, grabbing a snack, doing something other than being in the goddamn room when something incredible happens. And I got to watch this one live and it was just the, like, I don't know, man, my jaw dropped and it was it was literally slack jawed for about 15 seconds after that.
1: And then after that, like I, I literally called you. He
0: immediately. <laughs> my phone rings like immediately after that happened. Cause I had to check with him. Did that really happen? And it was G being like, like we're both in the same reality, right? It <laughs> was just absurd. And I, of course it was a kawaii shot. The
1: great, the greatest image is just seeing the, Everybody just rise up to their feet and just seeing Mark Gasol just throwing his arms up in celebration. Well, also too,
0: (laughs) I guess there's no way. I'll see if I can find a link on Twitter or something to put in the show notes. But there's that incredible photo where it's Kawhi shot the shot and he kind of sunk into a squat and is there on the sidelines. See it. Embiid jumped, and that's the thing. Kawhi shot over Embiid. And Embiid is, you know, that dude who's so tall and he had jumped, you know, several feet in the air (laughs) and he still shot it over him. So but so Embiid is looking at the rim, Kawhi is looking at the rim, the guys on the Raptors bench are looking at the rim and everyone, like everybody's mouths are open and it's this moment where everyone is staring and then you can see in frame and the other side is the ball just literally sitting suspended on the edge of the rim and like – that might be the coolest sports photo I've ever don't, seen. it do it ah! And the fact that both the announcers- <laughs> you very, Van Gundy. You very rarely see announcers- No, it not l- Van Gundy because it was TNT Yeah, Authentically lose their shit <laughs> in the moment. They <laughs> me literally, fans. Literally, it was a moment where every single person in the arena, players, fans, announcers- all were just literally reacting the exact same way and it was I don't know it was incredible it was that was one of the coolest things I've ever seen is it weird for me to not want to be the guy that
1: makes that that last like shot because like I'm literally just gonna get tackled and mauled by everybody including my teammates oh so this <laughs> is not so hold on let's let's unpack this for a second so because it just he's like People are rubbing his head and grab him and stuff. I'm like, oh, crud. I don't know how I feel about that. I would love it because of you know, the
0: adrenaline rush, but it's not scary on camera. So, so D, what you're telling me is that you <laughs> this is not a fear of failure. You're not afraid to take the shot because you might miss. You're afraid to take the shot because you don't want to get mobbed. This is a fear of success, not a fear of failure. Well, it does like play into, I
1: guess, uh, uh, my reality and stuff. But I'm not saying like I wouldn't want to make, cause make the shot cause everybody wants to be the hero. Everybody. But it's just like, you've seen it like in the pros, but especially college basketball. If you make a game or a shot, the students are storming the court and stuff. And you, every, there's all these bodies and legs right. going on. You don't know if. And they plan to mention your teammates are tackling you. You don't know if you could sprain an ankle from that. So, like, I'm just being just saying, be careful with the celebrations. But yes, no, I there- would love to be part of that celebration. I would love to be mauled, but I would just be concerned about that
0: that chance of getting injured. There have been cases of baseball players tearing ACLs and shit. In walk-off home run celebrations, like while being mobbed by their teammates, that has happened before.
1: Okay, well, um, right. I just I was thinking of a like, guy, someone just hopping up and down like Martine Gramatica when he tore his ACL after he hit like a uh, yeah, like a uh, I don't know if it was a, a routine kick or a game-winning one, but I remember he hopped up and down two times and he went down. Kawhi Leonard is like – would you say he's the best player in the league now? Or is that like a – is that still a stretch?
0: Oh, with the Durant injury, he definitely is. Okay. Um, Like
1: better than LeBron? Well, LeBron's getting older now.
0: Uh, Now, I mean, based on the way Durant played the first half of the playoffs, it was Durant. And I would have said Durant all the way. KD Um, was carrying the Warriors. Yep. He was that good. But – it's it's Kawhi so Kawhi, he, Kawhi is holding the palm of the world in his hand. Offense and defense.
1: Not to mention he has like the greatest laugh I've ever heard. Uh, ha, 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 ha. So Kyle Lowry got finally got a ring after being ridiculed by fans in the media. Serge Ibaka avenged that that uh, NBA Finals loss when he was with the Thunder. He finally got his ring. Yep. Fred VanVleet who was undrafted. Won a ring like a like a a, a lot of people end up like Pascal Siakam coming out coming out of the bushes really uh Pascal like, like uh, I'm not going to coin that phrase uh, as my own I think uh a Twitch streamer Kevin Hart not Kevin Hart Caleb Hart 42 said that coming out of the bushes so yeah so I don't want to get sued by him but Kevin Hart yeah <laughs> um Marcus Saul finally got got his ring after just You know, wasting a lot years in Memphis. He didn't waste them. He he developed there. Not wasted. But you, you could tell they had that ceiling. Yeah, he wasn't gonna get. They weren't gonna reach no pinnacle. But other than like second round,
0: I like that. Like Memphis fans too. Like he, he so endeared himself to Memphis fans that like their fans are celebrating this championship Um, too. Just because like. It feels like almost like a culmination of that team's accomplishments because in some the, ways.
1: Yeah, because the fans knew they weren't gonna, they weren't close enough for a championship. Yeah. So why would you hate on like, like uh, a former player that was dear to y'all to be like, oh, I hate that you got a ring and stuff. Like, I mean, that's 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 good sportsmanship right there by fans because you know it's like you you have like a a significant other and then you know things aren't they're gonna be going their separate ways. And you just want to let you need you want to let them go gracefully, like that's how you let them know you truly love them, and then they find a better life after that. Huh. So <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say about that. <laughs> huh. I'm saying it being a mutual agreement sort of thing, and you could tell like they were like, "Thanks for everything," and then like here you go on, and they they literally they could have sent him to like a a bad place, but they sent them to a place that can. That was actually much closer to re- winning a ring, so right. happy for them. Uh, other players like Norman Powell, like he, he has some good stretches in the games, and um, I was gonna be a fanboy for a sec though because I just like his his story. Jeremy Lynn he went insanity. He went from um, fighting for a roster spot, being in the D League before it was the G League, you know. And, Getting cut from teams, then he was given a shot in New York. Lynn Sandy happened you know he before that he was you know sleeping on like teammates' couches and stuff, just trying to fight for his n b a dreams. then Lynn Sandy happened, then he got started getting some shine, I think just from sources and stuff I've seen and whatnot of Carmelo getting jealous and stuff, and basically like kinda kind of like hating him out of New York. then he went to the Rockets where James, Harden, they they were able to get a hold of James Harden, and then Patrick Beverly came in and became more of like a like the the guard that could play defense, and then that kind of put him out of the shuffle, like, like got him out of the shuffle. Then he went to um, where did he go to next? Um, I know he went to he went to Charlotte, For which was more my because like you know that's that's like the the state's team that we in, and it was. It was great. He, he played one of his better seasons there. And I was like I think that was one of his first playoff series, too. Really? I think so. Um, huh. Unless he was on the bench with the Rockets uh, that year. But, yeah, he, he was coming off the bench, and that was when he was, like, really experimenting on, with that wild hair. And then he went to um, Brooklyn, and he was averaging, like, uh, what, 18 points a game? But then he tore his patellar tendon. And then that ended his season. And then oh, he went wow. to Atlanta. He played on a bad team, but he was still like I think averaging like double figures. And then um, it was a buyout, and then he was able to join Toronto. But he yeah. he got quality minutes during the regular season, yeah. but didn't really. But then when they when you trim your rosters down for like you know your rotation for your playoffs, you don't those those extra players don't get much playing time. And I know people probably give him flack that he just played one minute in the NBA Finals during garbage time, but you cannot. Let that was take the away, take away from. Yeah, you you can't let it take away from the journey he made. And what I just listed those, just these uh these spark notes of of his journey in the NBA. He went from like being an undrafted fringe player that no one gave, not most people didn't give a chance of making it, to now he has a championship. He celebrated like the that trophy was the O'Brien Trophy. Yeah, with his mom. Yeah. That was just the icing on the cake. He yeah. already you know, made several millions of dollars playing a sport that he loves, and I knew he was gonna be. I knew he was something, someone special when he led that comeback, or or, or like led that upset against Boston College when they, when he was with at Harvard. It was this, oh, wow. this guy named Lin, huh? Like this Asian guy named, named Lin. I was like, man, that guy. Like and they showed the highlights. He was bowling, man. So, like, how he slipped through the cracks, I don't know. Or how he went on draft, I don't know. Uh, you know, we talked about the draft being a crapshoot about evaluating talent. But for people who are giving them flack about not getting much playing time, I'm going to ask you, man. Everybody on the Would you want to be sitting in the ultimate courtside seats, like – Sitting next to like guys like Serge Ibaka, Fred Van Vliet, Kawhi Leonard and company, and being able to be in the finals and to collect a championship ring as well. And and, uh, you knowing the hard work you've put in to be a professional uh, athlete to get that, people have done a lot less to get a ring.
0: Dude, it's a (laughs) team. Everybody on the roster gets a ring.
1: Keep in mind, Adam Morrison has two rings, he has two
0: with the Lakers.
1: Who? Oh, f- that's what I'm saying. And he was a former number three pick. So for people to give him Lynn Flack, I don't want to hear it. He's a tall white guy. He
0: must be just like Larry Bird. Now,
1: now it's one thing if it's like Jawan Howard who had paid their dues like 10 plus years in the biz yeah. and finally gets a rain because they know they're not going to play, but they sit in the, on the heat's bench. You know, being a mentor and stuff and getting a ring that way, I don't have no problems with that, man. Like, if you you are good if you have a spot on the bench, any reason in a pro on a pro basketball team, you deserve what you got. You deserve the money. And then if you so happen to get a a ring, you deserve that too, because you put in the hard work to get that. About the good, like the exciting and the triumphs of the NBA. Now let's talk about the bottom feeders. Let's talk about the uh let's talk about the trash or the dumpster
0: fires. Let's talk of, about uh, the goddamn Lakers.
1: And the Knicks. Well, it's briefly the Knicks. All I can say is they just they were expecting Zion Williamson and they won't get him. That is New Orleans, and they got the fourth pick. <laughs>
0: And that's hilarious.
1: Yeah, it is hilarious. But now let's go to – you can't spell uh, hilarious without L.A. So let's go with the Lakers. That's good, man. That's
0: really good. <laughs> you're on fire today.
1: I mean, it's true. You've hit more
0: threes than Danny Green.
1: I mean, it's just it's just basic English, man, because like that's how you, you – know, those two letters are in that word. I mean, you're an English major, man, so you <laughs> – so what you're saying is I oughta thought of it. <laughs> nah. I'm, just, I'm, I'm saying is you you be the first person to to get that. So there we go. I'm just no. So with you, where do we start? Do we do we start like from
0: like last off season? I think we start from I think beginning. Oh no, we all we all know what happened, you know, throughout the last year. I think what we got to start with is they can not put a roster with, together. With two games left in the season, Magic Johnson just like walking out unexpectedly.
1: <laughs> I just liked how he was like, he was like, yeah, people were like, uh, going to me and saying, like, what about next year? It's like, talking about what we're going to do next year. He's like, I ain't going to be here. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: ain't going to be here.
1: And he didn't even tell Jenny.
0: <laughs> he, I can't, yeah, right. He didn't right.
1: even tell his boss. Can you imagine if you, if, if like, The common person, the common people like ourselves and the people we meet up with day to day was to do that.
0: I just walk into work tomorrow and I'm just like idly chatting with some people who aren't my boss, just like my coworkers, my people who sit near me. And I'm just like, yeah, man, I hope you guys finish that project, but uh, I'm not going to be here.
1: (laughs) I mean, that's the type of stuff that gets you... Like, blacklisted, not not only from the company, but, like, if future possible employers call your previous employment and then, like, say, so, what do we need to know about this person? Well, yeah, the person quit without even notifying me. Dude, so. Yeah, that would not bode well. I mean, obviously (laughs) we. Only professional sports.
0: Obviously we know that, like, Magic Johnson is famous, that to get another job he doesn't. You need he just needs, to provide references. He, he just needs a smile. You know for a fact, <laughs> you know for a fact, because the whole, like, Lakers family thing is so weird and, like, incestuous, that, like, if, if Magic was to call Jeannie and ask her for a job reference, she probably would provide it. Because they're just that weird, you know, the Lakers family sticks together, man, you know. Plus
1: it's that plus if she was like on the fence, like about doing that, all you had to do was just crack that smile and then there you go. <laughs> no, unless, no, unless, smile. like,
0: unless I guess, Magic. unless I guess, Kurt Rambis' wife was whispering in her ear at that given moment, <laughs> um, dude. For for serious, there was a great article on ESPN, kind of detailing all of the dysfunction in the last, you know, months of of uh, Magic's tenure there, and I recommend everyone go read it because it's it's incredible. It is. All of the insanity and bickering and backfiring at like the dysfunctional ass company I used to work at. But it's like the most powerful organization in sports, just about. So, like, not anymore because they ain't winning. Well, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> you know, much like the Yankees, even when the Yankees are bad. The Yankees logo is worth more than other logos. It's true. You know, but the Yankees because, because Jay Z was wearing it all the time, you know, that's yeah, worth of it.
1: That's true. But the Yankees haven't gone more than like five seasons without making a postseason, though. No, like, true. You know, in like a while. Like like during our like time of existence, and they have not gone more than like a couple years not making the postseason. Which right. is harder to make in baseball than in basketball. True. The fact that the Lakers came and couldn't even make an eighth seed. With LeBron. But he got injured. And plus, I, I can believe that. Be- I can believe that that didn't work because I wasn't sure about their playoff chances because it was LeBron. And then they did a horrible job with the team building, with the roster build. Like, you could make the case of Ingram and Kuzma. But after that... I mean, you had Lonzo Ball, but he hadn't developed a jump shot. And then who did they put Rondo, who's best in the playoffs, but they didn't even get to Javale McGee, Michael Beasley. They they let Julius Randle walk, and then they signed uh, KCP.
0: They yeah, dude. And and they traded um um
1: they and they traded um. Uh, uh, what's his name? D'Angelo, just to load off Timothy Mozgov's terrible contract.
0: Well, like, dude, they, they blew
1: it a lot.
0: They, dude, they signed LeBron, who's a what? guy who's one of his many Hall of Fame talents is facilitating for shooters. And they were like, you know, what's a bright idea to pair with him signing a bunch of f-ing non-shooters.
1: When whose fault is that? That's the management, right? That's f- Rob Palenka's pe- fault. People talk about like LeBron James as the GM. He would have been better off being the GM. LeBron
0: didn't go sign all those guys. That was f- Palenka's idea, uh-huh. Magic's idea. So, like,
1: I'm talking about like his days with like you know him having like high stock of like so having say of who was the coach in Cleveland, and who right. players played along with him. Oh, no, I mean stuff. like
0: him and Rich Paul totally like got Tristan Thompson paid for example. Yeah, but whatever. Um but, okay, so all this happens, and then, like, a few weeks go by, and then Magic goes on friggin' TV! Not and just TV, first take It He about- goes on first <laughs> no. take, which is, like, the trashiest, it's, like, the f***ing, like, I don't even know. Jerry first- Springer of ta- uh, sports talk shows. <laughs> It's almost like Alex Jones of the sports world at Man. this point.
1: Remember, um, Scary Terry did that, too. He aired the dirty laundry there, and he's likely
0: not going to be back on the yeah. team. But, <laughs> I'm, but I'm Magic scared. goes on first take and just <laughs> – Throws everybody under the and bus. And just <laughs> says all this stuff about how Rob Polinka's the backstabber and this and that. <laughs> and, you know, he wasn't allowed to do what he wanted. I wish I could have blah, blah, blah that. Blah. And I just – oh, my God. Like – I know. I think he's probably done in front office jobs at this point. But like, how would anyone ever let this guy back in a front office again after something like that? Magic
1: don't even have to work no more, though. I mean, no, he, he never have,
0: had to work. No, <laughs> he's gonna like have a bad Twitter account forever, and that's gonna be his his legacy now. But <laughs> but like, I mean, God, dude, you know, <laughs> Brian Colangelo got blown up for the fake Twitter accounts. But you know, I think those were ultimately run by his wife, right? <laughs> I, I don't know that, I can't remember. that facilitated his fall. But you know, like Him and Kevin Durant should like have a beer together. <laughs> but it's not like it's not like Colangelo went on first take and said a bunch of stuff about you know whoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so man, that is messed up. You know what's even more and messed
1: up, though? I'm sorry, go finish your thought. Man.
0: But in a way, you know, it's it, much like just suddenly being like, I'm gone. It's almost, it's like what we all kind of wish we could do, especially when we've had like a really bad job or shitty coworkers. We kind of wish we could go on TV and talk about it. Yeah. Just to like shame the shit out of that person. I mean, we could talk in private, you know, with other people who's, like maybe like other
1: former co-workers of that said, you know, uh former place of employment because they understood the struggle and whatnot. That's yeah. cool, but that's like in uh talked about in private and in confidence with a person, uh, who's not gonna throw you under the bus or anything because like they're not there either. Or or they don't or they don't work where you work, so that that information is meaningless. But for the whole world to see that's incredible. What's even more incredible, though, was uh, the whole Demps thing. Mid-season. Yes.
0: Right. And then that's after, <laughs> yeah. And that's after the whole thing with uh, with Dell Demps where he, like, intentionally trolled the Lakers, even though he really had no intention of trading AD before the trade deadline, to, like, leak all of the rumors of their players possibly being traded to the media to, like, torpedo their team chemistry. Um, <laughs> it
1: just kill the chemistry. <laughs> I remember seeing a clip of Brandon Ingram shooting a free throw. Braun's going to trade you.
0: (laughs) I honestly, I don't think I've ever felt that petty in my entire life. (laughs) Well, debatable.
1: We've all had those, but that was just straight up awesome, though. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I'm going down anyway. I'm just going to take somebody with me <laughs>
0: <laughs> because you have to figure that Demps, Demps was the same guy who had been running the team all these years, so he had a lot of years of futility to answer for, not being able to get over the hump with uh, uh-huh. with the generational talent. So, you know, didn't they used to have Chris Paul when he when
1: didn't they have Chris Paul when he was there?
0: Yeah, oh. they sure did. Ugh. Um. yeah they had Chris Paul for the first however many years of his career and then they, had David they were West. awful and they <laughs> lucked into having the number one pick and they drafted um, and they drafted AD and they were never able to get very far with him I mean the thing is though you can't <laughs> they were not <all laughs> world beaters maybe when cousins got there but they they at least took their shot when they had cousins and they
1: they want you play, can't uh, they want a playoff series against like the trouble players they swept them
0: but you can't you can't <laughs> predict that like you can't predict catastrophic injuries and yeah. You know, that was just rotten rotten luck for them too. But anyways. Now uh, they can re now they they can really be stacked next yep.
1: year. Like this upcoming year. With Zion if they keep the fourth pick, or they could flip it and get even more pieces. Yep. Name established veteran or like two young pieces as well. Who knows? But do you th- so do you think while we're on the a great segue between uh that New Orleans and LA uh, connection how do you feel about the trade they they uh traded a lot to get anthony davis
0: uh from the lakers perspective they had no choice they were going to do that anyway
1: they, they wanted to do that
0: they needed to do something And that's the funny part right is after all this dysfunction two years in a row they got friggin lebron james and they got friggin anthony davis so like i, I don't no see matter them getting
1: w- out of the second round though no, but the point
0: is, like, <laughs> they – if they make some shrewd moves from here on out, they could be a title contender this coming season. And it's like – I am just – again, it's that – what pisses other people off, and it's the same with the damn Yankees, it's the same with the Cowboys, what pisses other people off is this, like, exceptionalism thing, you know, this sort of entitlement uh, of – and it's like – Not only fans, but people in the organization. Oh, everybody wants to go play in LA, you know. Um, And it's just, like, it's irritating as hell. Um, (laughs) Because it's, like, I don't know. Anyway, um, without degenerating into, like, bad, bad bar fan takes. um, (laughs) That's what makes it fun. It's irritating. Mm. Um, But – they just yeah, for the Pelicans, I mean, they're set up for the future, and they've got a ton of picks now, and they've sort of uh, – they've sort of, in a weird way, they're now like the new Celtics or the new 76ers. The, were new, suddenly, the new Nuggets? They've parlayed all of this into just a war chest of assets, and they are uh, – they're set up, and it remains to be seen what they choose to do with them if they end up just drafting players or – who knows what, but
1: I like the trade for New Orleans. I sort of like it for the Lakers because you know they got AD, but I kind of hate it for for the Lakers because I feel like it's, it's they're doing like uh, a less head scratching version of what the Brooklyn Nets did when they auction off their future. You know, like for like the next three or four years, banking on uh like established talent that is up in age because like Anthony Davis is what been in the lead for like seven six seven years.
0: He's twenty six, dude.
1: Oh, he's only twenty six. So that's why he came off. When so he that's was a the freshman, point. When he came Le- out as a freshman. Le- but like LeBron ain't getting any any younger though. That's Le-
0: why I'm worried about LeBron's not getting younger. But you have to figure that he's going to resign there. So, um and they knew that going in. That's the advantage they had over a team like the Celtics. The Celtics likely probably didn't want to part with Jason Tatum because they were Miller. like, look, we don't want to blow up our team to have a guy for one year that makes no damn sense. No. Um so in essence, what the Lakers were trading for was of higher value than what the Celtics were because they knew that if they got him, they'd be able to keep him. So, dude's 26, like once LeBron kind of moves past, you know, his his career They're going to have Anthony Davis to build around for God knows how long. That is
1: if he re-signs with the Lakers after next season. Oh, he
0: will. He will. I don't know, man. He's going to.
1: Why wouldn't he? The last big man they got that they they were trying to convince to stay was Dwight Howard, and we know how that turned
0: out. Yeah, but Dwight Howard was also kind of bad at that point. Yeah. Um, (laughs) He's not Anthony Davis. This is a generational talent who's at the peak of his powers who- basically forced his way there like he wanted to be there so bad that he caused all of this you know uh basically torpedoed his team season in essence asking for the trade i mean they were kind of bad before that but you know what i mean so like he's going to stay there and there in that sense i mean yeah you worry maybe what they're going to do without all those draft picks but really you're the freaking Lakers. You can always go sign somebody. That's what I'm, I'm worried about though like you got
1: LeBron and uh, AD on the cap. So who are you going to put around them? Right. And they have they, they have they gave away um Ingram, Josh Hart, like another uh another key player that was a starter. I forgot his name. Um like they only mainly they got like what? Oh yeah, Lonzo Ball.
0: Like Obviously they should sign Kyrie.
1: Yeah, nah, I think he's going to. I think I saw a report that he might be going to the Nets, likely. That's but anyway, funny. but, but like, yeah, the, they only have like uh, they only have Kuzma mainly. Yeah, like that's, that's who's actually uh, worth a damn. Like uh, outside of they were H- able to keep a- Kuzma though, so that's something. I, yeah, um, I'm I'm glad they kept Kuzma because it's it's ironic that zoe was drafted number two overall and like kuzma was drafted in the 20s and he's the one that stays <laughs> because he proved himself of, of like a higher worth some irony but, to that without the without the baggage of you know uh you know super dad yeah but turn my gears anytime oh god that was horrible Oh, switch gears, ain't oh my gosh. I do why? not I
0: do not like that man. <laughs> Levar. 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 In fact, <laughs> I don't enjoy giving him airtime even on this podcast that no one listens to, so let's not even talk about it. Yeah.
1: But i am saying, yeah, he was uh crude and like like sexist and uh what kind of per- you say perverted, I
0: guess. Let's call it what it is, sexual harassment. Yeah.
1: Yeah. that's
0: exactly what it was the way molly's eyes got all big
1: and stuff like i can't believe he said like it was like that i can't believe he said that look and then she just like isn't he
0: married too yes i guess that doesn't matter It certainly didn't matter for the president so (laughs) zing oh
1: but man yeah so now he can stop talking about like them with the
0: Lakers and stuff. So yeah. I don't ever I literally do not ever want to hear LeVar Ball say anything ever again. I am over it. So much for that squad of uh
1: LeBron James, LeBron James Jr., uh Le, uh Lamello, uh, L'Angelo, and uh, um Lonzo, and then uh and then as you ref as as I referenced from uh, episode eleven. LeVar end up talking himself onto the bench as like a six man or something. <laughs> Cause apparently he can he could uh he could beat Jordan.
0: Yeah. Right, 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 right. I mean, if you have a if you have a chance to bring in a player who can beat Michael Jordan one on one, then you know. Yep. I mean, in fairness, I think I could beat Michael Jordan one on one too, but in a game of Ken Griffey Jr. baseball for the N sixty four. Yeah. <laughs> He's like six
1: foot eight. I can't even like get my hand up. All he has to do is just stand in one spot and just shoot over me. And, and like, no matter how old you get, like, if you're like a, a former basketball player who, who was known for being able to shoot the basketball, I don't think that goes away until you're like, like a, a much significantly older geriatric. I like how NBA free agency is is always on my birthday. <laughs> oh, weird! July right? first. Oh, that's yeah. so weird. Yo, it's even more weird in in two weeks, man. In two weeks, I'm gonna be thirty. Man, oh man.
0: I am very close to follow. I'm a month after that,
1: bro. He gonna be thirty some year old man. Maybe we'll be signed to a contract to like the uh, Brooklyn Nets, so we can lead them to the promised land.
0: <laughs> oh my god! No, I want that. I want that Bobby Bonilla money where you get like oh, a yeah. million.
1: My days, my birthday is Bobby <laughs>
0: You get you get like a million bucks a year for the Does next the like for the, for the next like thirty five years. <laughs> Dude, contract deferrals are the friggin' best.
1: <laughs> yeah, I cannot take credit to, like, lead them to the promised land. Uh, I remember Tree was, like, your name, Tree was, like, uh, like that's okay. These 30-plus-year-old men will, uh, will lead us, to, like, to the promised land or something. <laughs> like <laughs> He was being sarcastic, like, this was as it, of it being a good move, but it wasn't.
0: <laughs> the Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> Has there ever been? Can you think of any other sports team that's named after a piece of sports equipment? Because they're named after like a basketball thing. They're the Nets. Um, I can't. There's not a team named like the hockey sticks or the putts or the pucks. <laughs> the, put, the
1: putts. <laughs> the putts. There's not
0: the a putts. golfer. There's not a golfer named nine iron, as far as I know. Man, that'd be a cool rap name, though. Oh, I like that. What's up, everybody? My name is Nine
1: Iron. I mean, you you see things that's named after like planes and stuff, like the jets and the rockets. And- no, but those aren't those aren't sports oh, equipment. Oh, not sports equipment, but like here's equipment: the Washington Bullets. Oh. <laughs> i wonder if that's the reason why they changed their name no it is it is okay uh, because
0: in particular at that time dc had like a really bad epidemic of gun violence
1: oh
0: um, wow i mean everywhere has an epidemic of gun violence but anyway can't stop with the social commentary people that's um okay. but uh Oh, Seriously, dude, I'm racking my brain. Other than the Louisville Bats, which barely counts because it's a minor league baseball team, I can't think of another example of a team named after sports equipment. Can you? Uh, mm-mm, I cannot. I can't. Man. Whoa. Uh, listeners, write in uh, for all two of you that are listening uh, <laughs> the Montgomery Biscuits? <laughs> it's not equipment, but it's a, it's a breakfast item. You're a Montgomery Biscuit.
1: <laughs> and the Savannah Bananas. <laughs> this has been On The Backlog. Uh WrestleMania has came and gone. I mean it's been like that that was in April. But something really significant happened that I just want to just talk about. Um, but just like I know we've been on on like running for like a little while, but I want to just make this out because this is really significant, especially for me. At WrestleMania, they had Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston for the WWE Championship and Kofi Kingston won it. He is African American. He is from or well, like he actually is from Africa, uh West uh Ghana West Africa. But like he is a black man and he won a heavyweight championship on the biggest stage at WrestleMania. Like I literally shed like a little tear when I saw that happen live cuz In my generation, I mean, I've seen Booker T win, like, the World Heavyweight Championship, but, like, the WWE title, like, someone winning it on, like, pretty much their Super Bowl program, that is a moment that, I don't care how long his title reign is, it's the significance and the principle of him winning that, and that being, his name being engraved in that history, those history books, I can tell my kids my grandkids and my great-grandkids about that if they were ever wrestling fans that means no one could ever take that away from me because that was that's like my uh you know a significant black figure in professional wrestling ever like since I've been alive winning something of that magnitude and to me that is that is just Awesome. And yes, I'm not I'm not holding holding that back. I I that's how awesome it is. You you may not often hear me swear, but it is awesome,
0: man. Well, uh we'll have an extra big bleep for that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's really cool. I had no idea actually. Yeah. I know I don't really follow wrestling, but uh that's really cool. Yeah Has there has there ever been a black champion there have been but there's few and far in between but not but not at wrestlemania
1: i take it not that i can remember like i'm not keen on my history but like the only people i can remember winning like a wwe or a world heavyweight championship that you know can be considered black um let's see kofi kingston booker t mark henry um aka sexual chocolate look (laughs) it up um if you want to like, you know, split hairs a little bit, Dwayne Johnson, because he's got some African American descent in him, and uh Ron Simmons. But that's it. That's five I can think of. Right. And that's probably not too far from like the actual amount of like world champions in like the in like the history of like, you know, I guess WWE WWF WWE. And I, I live to see Booker T and Kofi Kingston do it but Kofi was the most significant because that happened at Wrestlemania right? and the, you could tell the fans were really like rooting for this guy because fans witness especially in professional wrestling if you if people know that you've been grinding like you've been in the business for like been at that company for like 10 plus years and you come in night in and night out perform your heart out hone your craft learning and growing right you're you're gonna garner respect from your peers and from the fans who uh, who support you and that was one of those things where you know you're like a senior member at a company and it's like you have finally got through paying your dues and you're like getting the raise or you're getting the recognition that you right rightfully deserve and i remember people saying i think it was uh someone said i I don't know if it was CM Punk or somebody. They said like that push came like five years late, but i read rather for it to be five years late than to then always be late than like not happening at all.
0: Better late than never. Yes. I've missed this, buddy. Let's do this some more. Really? So, so hey, side note, we're gonna we're gonna really try to to have a more consistent schedule doing this. It's been a while. Um, mm-hmm. As I said, if nothing else comes from the show, I really enjoy having the opportunity to hang out with my best friend more often. No doubt, no doubt,
1: no doubt, man. Um, like, this this has been quite therapeutic. And like, oh, we're doing on a school night. Ooh. Oh no, it's a work night. <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? I, I um, love it because this it's just good God Almighty. It's been since February it was like since the AFC championship game. right yeah we were so talking it has, about that crazy so it's been like a full like season since we did some form of an episode
0: yep so that's, is this a season
1: premiere then
0: yep <laughs> that's gonna change and hopefully you're hearing this on mm. uh Sunday we're gonna try to release episodes I think we're gonna try we're gonna shoot for a bi-weekly schedule so well, yeah hopefully you should hear this Sunday and uh and then another one, two Sundays after that. We're going to mm. we're gonna try to stick to that. Uh, we have an Instagram now. Instagram. Uh, follow us on Instagram at DVDcastpod. There currently isn't a whole lot on our Instagram, but. But that's going to change. And uh, um, email us on uh, DVDcastpod at gmail.com. Do that, yeah. Send us scam letters you've received. Uh, mm-hmm. Tell us we're wrong about, I don't know, anything you want. Tell us we rock or tell us we suck. Yeah, check out our YouTube channel at uh I don't know, YouTube. But anyway, uh yes, we are on all of the social medias. We love to hear from you. Please uh like and subscribe and do all that bullshit. Mm. Uh give us a rating on iTunes if you so desire. Um and uh that's really all I've got. I think it's time for a motivational speech. Oh. Oh, is that like um is that like my thing
1: now? Yeah, of course. Okay, well, I mean, I'm just going to make it brief and stuff because, like, you know, we have been going for a while, which we normally do. That's nothing new. But my motivational speaker is, and I'm just speaking from experiences, and I'm reminded of, like, too, you know, what I was talking about earlier, about, you know, Jeremy Lin, you know, him grinding and stuff. And the, there's he ain't the first he ain't the first to do it. He ain't the last to do it, like, of uh, a, a series of players grinding just for a spot. Um, but... It's it's about the more of the journey than the destination. Like, don't get me wrong, the destination is really important, but the appreciation of of you getting there comes from the journey. And from me, uh, people who have been close to me, they notice. I guess I haven't been the most fun person in the last two years because of the struggles I went through. Uh, I was in a toxic environment with a job i mean it was okay and i learned some things but they were like i was not being given like you know the fair amount of things that were required for a job and me trying to grind and find a job and rejection letter after rejection letter or just straight up no calls and and just seemed like it was hopeless or pointless and then I would stop for a while and not apply at all. And then I would still be in the same like terrible situation and go back and try to apply. And it was just, it seemed like it was just a never-ending cycle. And I was never going to, you know, get out of the, the shitty situation I was in. But, you know, guys like Dan, um, my girlfriend and future fiance Casey, who is who was from episode three. One of the greatest episodes ever. You should have her back on at some point. Oh, so she'll be back. Um, they had been through, you know, they actually, you know, worked at similar places or the same place. And they found a way to dig themselves out. And they just were encouraging me that, hey, I can do the same. And for the longest time, I didn't believe them. I didn't believe anyone. Heck, I didn't even believe in myself. But when I, I guess... putting so much pressure on myself or just start trying to move like i remember i was trying to move and try to apply for a um i guess a program at the community college which i'm still trying to hear from but i probably won't take it even if i do get accepted uh i was looking at that and trying to find you know a place to do like a standardized testing site then i get a phone call on that same day from, um, I'm not going to say the name because like, uh, I guess company policy, but company X, but um, they, nice they said, hey, can you come in for an interview? And I'm like, okay and this was like a week, but like, this is when I was actually given like pretty much a week off from my other job. So it seemed like it was just the blocks were, were just kind of laid in place. The it, stars th- aligned the red yes. sea parted. Like I don't know if like, I don't care if somebody believes in God or not. There's there had to be some kind of special forces working, you know, to line because everything just lined too perfectly for there not to be some special force. <laughs> but the interview on Wednesday, like 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 on like the, the following day, then okay, well, we'll let you know like two three weeks. They let me know a week later for an opportunity. Of course, I accepted that, and I'm in that in that spot, in that position right now um, in training and stuff, but I was able to get out of that situation and I have a new job that right now I feel, you know, happy with so far, and it's just the grind, I guess some of the turmoil, the stress, the, the heartache, the heartbreak, all of that just rolled into just this you know, just this whole smorgasbord of like events, and it's just seeing where I was a couple years ago, to see where I'm at now, I'm going to have more appreciation for this job that I have. Because as a person told me, like a, a trainer of mine was telling me, like, on this job, saying, you were like uh, telling me and my couple of uh, other uh, co-workers, you guys were picked over somebody else. Somebody who probably might have yep. needed this job more than you did. But they chose you for a reason and that within itself is being grateful and appreciative for what you uh, for what you've got and i'm thinking that without this these trials and tribulations i wouldn't have been as appreciative as i am now about it or being grateful as i am now about it and i think that's where where i'm uh sum, summing it up of the journey Leading to a better destination because you know where you you've came from so when you get there it's like it's just even sweeter because you know how you've gotten instant gratification. it ain't as sweet yep. but when you've busted your tail for something that you wanted for a while and you finally got it man that'd be the sweetest thing ever
0: i sit here in uh june of 2019 as a much happier and healthier person than i was say this time last year Mm -hmm. and honestly you can probably go back and listen to the episodes we were putting out around that time last year and hear the difference in my voice even um Mm -hmm. so yeah and same thing man like it's it is entirely a matter of you know
1: perspective
0: yeah you know which what you what you've been through informs a lot about your your perspective on things and your uh your willingness to keep grinding.
1: Remember, uh, as uh, the great Frederick Douglass once said,
0: uh, without struggle, there's no progress. Many, many things in life worth having are uh, not had easily, at least mm-hmm. for most people. Yeah. Um, and uh, proud of you, buddy. I'm
1: proud of you, man. <laughs> so, so yeah, that is, that's like my motivational take for... Um, uh, for the episode
0: so yeah so we'll wrap this up can I had we run? huh can we make that a formalized segment can we have like like a i don't even know what we'd call it but like you know d's d's motivational take or something
1: Mm, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll it's,
0: become a, it it's, be, become, it's a become a thing now. It has become a thing, dude. You say <laughs> I'm good at it.
1: Like.
0: <laughs> yeah, I no. You 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 get flowing and you speak from the heart and I love it. I, I wouldn't I have to, it any other way. All I need to do is like hit the gym and I can be like as
1: motivational as Ray Lewis.
0: Oh, <laughs> no dude, seriously, we're gonna <laughs> you're gonna graduate from the show and have a series of TED talks is what's gonna happen. I
1: dream of doing a TED talk someday. I ain't gonna lie. but anyway so thank you guys uh uh, ladies and gentlemen uh you guys boys and girls around the world oh yes um we really appreciate you all joining us and um putting up with our voices (laughs) and stuff uh but we, we really do appreciate you just coming out and giving us a listen and we we Definitely don't do this for no money. We're not getting like one red cent. Like I'd be I'd be We're, happy if we got like a half of a penny. <laughs> but, like,
0: we we do okay. this we, we do this for fun. We pay for hosting, so technically we pay to do this show. <laughs> yeah, and we
1: and we like work we work full-time jobs to like the fun, like the like I guess to fund the time and the equipment to do this. Yes.
0: <laughs> so, uh. <laughs> Although, I'm, I'll am be honest, even if we were not paying for hosting, this would still be just on YouTube, and even fewer people would hear it, so... Yeah, but, no. it, it, but it would still be heard. It will still be heard. Like,
1: anyway. Um, this was great, and we hope you enjoyed it, and, you know, took uh, some great things from it, whether you thought it was knowledgeable, or you got a good laugh or two. If we put yourself, put you... Uh, you guys and gals in a good mood then we done, done our job so
0: yeah and on that note I've been D with two E's it's been Dan with an A N and uh, I have one last thing to say before uh, we let you all go mm-hmm. and that thing is I wish I could just hug you all but I'm not gonna but someday he will
1: peace everybody Peace.
0: The point I was trying to make when I said off the top of my bat is. Off oh, the top um, of his bat. Yeah, we'll have to put a we'll have to put <laughs> one of those cheesy baseball bat sound effects in there. Like just, like, Scott the, staff, just like the Scott Stack the Marlins the theme song. <laughs> Let's Play Bullets it's game day. <laughs> We want strikeouts, base hits, double plays. Come on, Arlids, make us proud. With a little faith and love, you, too, will soar. Will soar. (laughs) Holy crap, I love this show.